Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Kit James. Austin Davis. Uh, another podcast, another opportunity to spread some hope. And uh, thanks for joining the Neck Roots channel. Um, you know what? I just wanted to talk today, and we're just going to chat about whatever comes up off the cuff. But Sure. I was doing a job um, just recently, and there was a guy that would always let me into this place where I was doing the work, right? Like a manager, warehouse manager. And he would let me in, and I got to know him a little bit, and Pretty soon, um, I was doing another job there, and I asked, hey, where's so-and-so? And he's like, oh, he's not here. Here, Here's a key. Here's a remote, and this will get you in. And so later, I asked one of the owners. I said, hey, what happened? Where's so-and-so? I don't see him anymore. And usually, he's right there, you know, in his little bunk in his office. Yeah. And would always let me in, and I never had to stand outside in the cold very long, right? Yeah, sure. And so, anyways, he was younger. He was in his late 50s, and— he said, well, he passed away. And, you know, and he kind of told me the story, and it was kind of sad. They didn't really realize until, you know, he didn't show up for work, and then they did a welfare check, and they realized that he had passed. And so I just look at his age and then, you know, the recent news of Toby Keith. and, and Yeah, man. And, and recently we had a friend on here that's, you know, a cancer survivor and been through it and was, you know, looking at the, the what-ifs. yeah. And I've been in those positions, you know, when I had my son, it wasn't me, but when I had my son and, and, and I was, you know, trying to follow my son and when, when he was born, he was born three and a half months early and, and the doctor said, nope, you're not coming in. I'm like, okay. So I go back over to my wife and I'm standing there with my wife and they're working on her and they're working on my son and they're like, get out of the way. Yeah. And during that 10 minutes, you know, it makes you think, dude, the whole world stops, right? Yeah, 10 minutes lasted 10 years, bro. Yeah. And so I don't even want to tell you some of the things you think about, but it just makes you realize the importance of time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and not just time, like what time is it or am I wasting time or whatever, like, like really appreciate the blessing of time. Yeah. And you know it's what value. I mean? Yeah. Right? And it's value. It just you gets just heavy. don't know how much it means to you. Right. Right. That reminds me, I think, you know, we've done a few episodes on time, I think, or at least one. Um, but I've got this story, and I think I, I may have told it, but I'll tell it better this time. Um, story always gets better the second time. Stories right? always get better, man. I'm going to I'm gonna make some stuff up, and I'm going <laughs> to fill this one up so it gets better. No, but uh, there was uh, the summer after I graduated high school. Right. I was working at this company called uh, OGO. They make like gear bags yeah. and all kinds of stuff. They were pretty heavy into like the extreme sports, uh, extreme sports scene. Right. They sponsored a lot of riders. They were at like back when we did the, the do tour. Like this is funny. This is funny, Kit. We, I would go to the do tour. So I had a, yeah. a, the badge like, hey, I'm, I'm working here at the do tour, whatever, so I can get in and out, whatever. It wasn't just like a, uh, a spectator badge. I did. The, I did the do tour. You too. did the do tour. Yeah, yeah dude. I, maybe, I, maybe people remember it. Some people don't. Right, depending on how old you are. Oh, bro. But this was like was this was legit. the X Games. Yeah. Like the do tour was the X Games, and it was way more popular back then because all the tricks were brand new. But um, so I was at the OGO bus, kind of working the show, working whatever, and uh, the riders came up to to sign autographs. And I was like, you know what? I race dirt bikes. You know, I, I suck, but you know, I'm I'm a racer. 
So I sat behind that table and I grabbed a marker, dude, and I just started <laughs> signing away. Dude, they had lines of people and I'm all signing these things. They're like, oh man, who are you? I'm like, dude, I'm Austin Davis, number 36, man. You have a good day. The fact that you <laughs> have to ask just tells me where you're at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was kind of funny. But, uh, so you know, was, I, I did a pit bike race at the OGO building. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. We used In to an, run those things around all over the place. Yeah, those OGO bikes. Yeah, we yeah. built those for them. No way. Yeah, dude, small world. So, um, but so at the time I was working for OGO and and they were doing like a a video with the the Godfrey crew at that time and they had the Nitro Circus compound. Yeah. Um, out there in a in a place called Bluffdale, right? You know where Bluffdale yeah. is. And uh, it was right on, right by the railroad tracks, um, kind of hard to get to. You wouldn't know it was there unless somebody told you it was there, right? Yeah. So I'm up there with a buddy of mine, um, a friend, childhood friend that it, uh, was really close, man. He's such a good guy. But uh, we're out there riding around. He's got his little brother. I invited one of my friends. He, he just wanted to watch and see what we were doing. And we were going to hit, you know, it was my day to hit the big, huge, you know, freestyle ramp, dude. This thing is like 12 feet tall and the landing is, you know, every bit as tall as that, maybe a little bit taller, maybe like 15 feet tall and had it, you know, it was huge. The jump, the jump was big enough that, you know, you, you could go over a small house with this thing. So right? it wasn't the foam pit. Nope. We weren't in the foam pit anymore and which we had done quite a bit. Right. And so I'm, I'm running up to this thing. I'm following, I'm following my buddy He's like, okay, let's just do a few, you know, a few practice runs and, and then we'll hit it. And I had been riding around. There was like a little motocross track yep. out there. Um, and I had been riding really good that day. So my confidence was up. I was like, yeah, dude, today's the day. I'm going to hit it. this thing, dude. It was like 50 feet. The gap was 50 feet. So, you know, you're going more than 50 feet and probably through like 25 feet in the air or something like Hopefully that. Hopefully 56 feet if you land 56 it right. 56 <laughs> feet, right. So I'm following my buddy, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to hit it this time. And he's like, all right, just follow me off the ramp, dude. I'm like, okay. So we're, we're booking it towards the ramp, and uh, I get to the bottom of the ramp. And if you know anything about, like, inertia and stuff like that is on a, on a wheeled vehicle, if you want the front of the vehicle to stay up, right, if you don't want it to fall down, you have to keep the rear tires moving. They got to be spinning, right? And uh, when I got to the ramp, my approach speed was way too fast. I, I just put too much of a gap between me and my buddy. My approach speed was way too fast. And uh, I let off the gas before I got off the end of the ramp, dude. I just, when I hit that thing, I just kind of blacked out on what I was supposed to do. And thoughts just fleeted, you know, fleeted away. And as I'm going through the air, since I didn't have the gas on, dude, that bike just started to front flip. We call it an endo. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who don't know what that is, it just started to go into a front flip. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, this is a big jump. Um, I'm definitely going to crash here. <coughs> and uh, it's going to be really bad. And, and uh, I really thought, like, okay, this is, this is where I die. Wow. Like, this is where I'm going to die. Right here, today, right now. And things just started flowing through my mind, right? Like... I didn't tell my mom that while I you're in the air, while I'm in the air, dude, and time slowed down. Oh, it stops. Dude, bro. when I, when I was in the air, like I felt like I had a minute up there, mm -hmm. right? A minute's worth of thoughts. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, I didn't tell my mom that I loved her before I left the house or maybe about an argument that I had. And, 
you know, had some regrets, right? Some of these thoughts just running through my mind. And, uh, I ended up overshooting the landing, uh, the, the downhill side of it anyway, by quite a bit. And essentially what happened is, is the bike had done enough of a front flip or enough of an endo that I was coming towards the ground first and the bike was behind me. Right. And we're falling 25 feet out of the air, dude. And that bike weighs 250 pounds, you know, without gravity. Yeah. Without gravity. And, uh, so I, Obviously, I'm putting my hands out because I'm hitting the ground. I hit the ground, dude. The bike pancakes me, flies up in the air. I roll. The bike comes back down and hits me again. And uh, I'm laying there on the ground. Um, somehow, I'm I'm not dead. But uh, I open my mouth to, to try and take in a breath, right? Because you can either breathe through your nose or you breathe through your mouth, right? Those are your options. And so I'm opening my mouth, and uh, and I can't get any air to come in. Like, and that realization, like right there, it was like, oh, okay, I didn't die immediately, but I'm going to die now. Right. And, uh, and it was scary, man. It was like 30 seconds that I would open my mouth and try and get air to come in and nothing would happen. Cause you know, you breathe without thinking about it. It's just something that your body does. Right. Right. And, and so nothing was happening. And, uh, I finally, after 30 seconds, you know, I, I'm a religious guy. Right. And so while this is, while this is all going on and I can't breathe, you know, I'm, I'm praying in my heart, like, you know, God, don't let me die here. Not, not right here. Not right now. Like, even though I had all these thoughts and, and, uh, somehow miraculously I was able to take a little breath, like all of a sudden it just, it just worked. And, uh, then I, I was getting enough breath to where I could start to to yell. Uh, my buddy would say I was screaming, um, but I, I was yelling that I needed air. Like, I, I don't know if anybody's ever been in this situation where you're, you're screaming and crying for air, but that was the situation I was in, right? And I laid on the ground uh, for a little while, and uh, finally, like, I got myself composed. I was breathing okay. Like I didn't feel like I was out of air anymore. I felt like I had enough. And I just remember laying in that dirt and just thinking about, you know, what time means to me now. Yeah. Because I really thought like I was out of time. My time was done. I was punching my card, dude. And there was nothing left. And in that very moment, I was like, there is so much more that I want to do. Right. I hadn't accomplished a lot in my life. I was only like 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt like there was a lot of life left to experience, but right then I was like, dude, time's up. And, and I gained an appreciation, a much deeper appreciation for the time that, that I've been given right every day, every day, every 24 hour, every minute. Right. Is, is a blessing. Um, since that experience. And anyway, just to kind of wrap that up so there's no cliffhanger there uh, for everybody. But uh, I'm laying on the ground, uh, kind of able to think and talk through stuff. And I'm like, hey, guys, just get my helmet off. And by this time, you know, both my buddies were over there and his little brother and my buddy's little brother. And I'm like, just get my helmet off because um, it's kind of, you know, you're confined in there and you just need to be, it need to be opened up, whatever. And so they took my helmet off and... My head fell backwards, but my shoulders, but my shoulders stayed up. 
And then they started freaking out because they're like, oh my gosh, his neck is broken. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. His neck is broken. This is, this is bad. This is bad. Call an ambulance. And I, <laughs> I remember saying, don't you dare call an ambulance because if I don't die from this, my dad is going to kill me when he gets that <laughs> ambulance bill. So they're like, no, we really need to call an ambulance. I'm like, we're not calling an ambulance. And I said, um, they're like, well, we're not going to touch you. And I'm like, great, I'll do this all on my own. So my buddy had like a folding chair in the back of his truck. And he had pulled his truck over. I'm like, get the folding chair out of the back of your truck, bro. Set it right here next to me. Pick myself up off the ground. And I'm sitting in this chair. And they're freaking out. And they don't want me moving or anything. And I'm like, I got to come up with a plan on how to get myself home. Because I just, I, just, I just need to go home and take a nap. Dude, I'll be good after I take a nap. Bro, you need so, to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm sitting in this chair. And I come up with this whole plan about how to get my bike and the truck. And who's staying back at the compound. And, you know, how I'm getting there. And who's going to help me. And I, I put this whole thing together. Because they were panicking. And I, I was just you know, coming up with a plan. And so I hop in my buddy's truck, we get everything and we start rolling, dude. And there were like pebbles on, on the road. Right. And he would hit these pebbles dude, oh, and hurt. I would, I would be like, I would be screaming, dude. I'm like, you got to slow down. And he's like, dude, we're doing five miles an hour. Because <laughs> truck doesn't go any slower than this. Um, but it was quite a lot of pain because the adrenaline wore off. We got home uh, our home at the time, like we had like 32 stairs to get to the, the top remember, level of the no. house, right? Dude, it was, we were on a hillside. So the stairs just went all the way to heaven. And, uh, so I get up all those stairs. I, I get halfway up and mom's there. She's like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, nothing. I just need to come home. I had a little tip over. I'm going to go take a shower or whatever. So I go upstairs, I take a shower and I didn't know this, but my buddy's in there telling my mom what happened. Right. Uh -oh. So I get out of the shower and I go lay in bed I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take a nap. I'll be good, right? And mom comes in, and she's like, we are going to the hospital right now. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be okay, mom. I just need to lay down. She's like, we're going right now. <laughs> so, and there's another really funny part of this story. So we get to the, the emergency room. My mom has to bring me in in a wheelchair because by this time, dude, the pain was, it was so bad. And so she's wheeling me in, uh, in through the front doors. We get to the front desk. Dude, and she, I don't know what was going on. She must have been looking somewhere else, but she runs that wheelchair right into the front desk. Oh. And I let out the biggest, dude, the biggest expletive, the worst expletive you can think of, dude. I yelled that at the top of my lungs and the lady behind the counter is like, we'll just, we'll get him back right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest emergency room wait I've ever had. So that's all you got to do. Huh? That's all you got to do, right? So we go back there and, and long story well, long story long here, but, um, I ended up breaking both of my collarbones. Um, one of my lungs was collapsed and punctured. The other lung, um, there was evidence that it had been fully collapsed, um, on the x-ray, but somehow it had partially reinflated itself. Wow. Don't know how that happened, dude. I do. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. And then I had a number of fractured ribs, uh, had a concussion Ended up having permanent uh, permanent nerve damage in my hip, right? So my hip is always it's always numb, and they had it felt like for for a couple months the the blood would would crystallize in there, and every time I sat sat up or moved or, or bent my hip, dude, it felt like breaking glass inside wow. that joint, dude. It was so bad, it was the worst. But did it finally flush out though? Um, yeah. So the breaking glass is gone, but it's it's still numb. 
It's yeah. been numb since I was 18. I'm what, 35 now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's going yeah, on. I a while, remember really. I hit you on the hip and said, Good game. And yeah, you didn't good feel game, it. bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the point of that story was the, the appreciation that I gained for time. Yeah. Dude, time is everything. Time yeah. is everything. And if you don't feel like you're about to lose your time, like, just know that yeah. if you ever find yourself in that situation, all you're thinking about is you want more. Yep. You know what? And that's a that's a good thing to take into our daily lives. You hear that, live like you're dying. Yeah. And and, and we think of the song, and then we, we kind of discount it. But the truth is, everybody knows their birthday when they were born, but we don't know how much time we have. Yeah. We don't, we don't have control of that, right? Yeah. And, and that's something that we don't know. And that unknown, um, you know, it's, it might seem scary. It might, you know, include the words like fear, et cetera, or whatever. But the truth is, if we focus on the time that we do have and make the best of it, man, that's what's most important. It's quantity. Yeah. You know, it's like, how long am I going to live? I know people live to be 100, but really died when they're 25. Yeah, no, dude, that's you know true. I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's just something to good for us to compartmentalize as we leave the house or as we're in a bad mood or as we're arguing with our significant other or whatever to just say, you know what, man, none of it matters because when you get in those moments, everybody I've talked to that are in those moments, their whole outlook changes. They become a little bit more blunt and um, a little bit more outspoken and they do live their life differently after those type. And that, that should tell us enough. That should tell us everything, right? Yeah. And where you've been in that situation, it's like, man, anytime you're having one of those days, you think back to that and go, you know what? You would have wished for even bad time, just time, right? Just some time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Even if it's a dark cloud and it's raining and you got your blankie and it's Snoopy <laughs> time or whatever, right. Charlie what? Brown time, whatever. Yeah. Any time is better than no time. Yeah. Right? Yep. And yeah. so I think that's important. That's yeah. good. Thanks for sharing that story, man. Yeah, no problem, man. So, well, I think that's probably a good message for today. We don't want to beat time to death any more than we already have. We just want to stress the importance of it, Nick Nation. I mean, yeah. it's don't don't uh, don't take it for granted. No, nope. and make the most of it for sure. Because yep. one day you'll be laying there and saying, like Austin, saying, "I want to take a nap," and that nap could have been a dirt nap. <laughs> dirt nap, yeah. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Neck Nation. Thanks for tuning yep. in. We appreciate everybody that uh, listens to the podcast and watches the videos on YouTube. Um, we really do. We appreciate everybody following us. Yeah. Make sure to share this video so we can get more people, uh, more people tuning in. Right. We're just trying to bring some hope and inspiration to everybody's life. So uh, you can check us out on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, and we'll leave you with that message. Bless up, guys. Bless up.